Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg and no it doesn't. And never have I had a stronger case for that to be true than right now with the finale of the TV show Loki. Um, we what are whiplash. Doing a, I know. For, for those to come out a day apart. Yeah. Like, because I guess... No, on the same day, because Marvel's early screen, like, you can see it on Thursday. To the public can see it early. Yeah. But, I mean, and just then, in terms of just the broadest level, in terms of Marvel's ability to, like, plan their upcoming franchise, the Marvels was just, like, like, as we talked about, it got switched in the schedule and all that kind of stuff. It's, like, it's, yeah. it felt like Marvel has no idea what it's doing building up this next phase or the saga or whatever and then loki is like we know exactly what we're doing and we've never been more confident it's like you can't be both at the same time marvel what's happening but we'll get into that in more detail later yes one is a show and one is a movie so but it's all kevin feige now it's not like the netflix days when it was another guy running all the television um yeah okay so this season just to start off uh oh first of all why do you think they released them on the same day like don't you think that's bad especially just with how good loki is do you think that people are more discouraged to see thursday night previews if they're like oh loki's on like do you think that hurts the box office at all maybe i mean i could see someone who's been really following this season being more curious about how this ends than wanting to see what's happening with the Marvels. Like, I, I think it'll probably encourage some people to be like, well, I'll just wait. It'll be on Disney Plus eventually. Yeah. Uh, I suppose the Marvels is that. But still, like, you're in charge of all this stuff. Just put them a week apart, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm what saying. I would yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, but, um, okay, so we recorded the Marvels on... Friday. Friday did we now uh okay i i uh just got just literally walked through the door back from my uh best friend's wedding um yeah how did that go it was great a lot of stories um the wedding was perfect the uh everything was great i gave uh my best man speech and it fucking killed it uh (laughs) it was i shaved it down uh because i've known keith my whole life and i've had uh a long time to write it and i shaved it down from 14 minutes to seven and a half 14 is a long speech yeah you always want it to be pretty tight yeah but i couldn't get it lower than seven and a half and it it killed i had several people say wow I, one person told me uh they had been to 10 weddings this year and that was the best speech she had heard at all of them that's a good compliment. very flattering yeah that's a good get and then um one of my friend's sisters who I had met like previously just had never met Keith and she just starts crying at the speech. <laughs> like, so I, yeah, accolades all day. Um, the night before, similar to your wedding, um, we partied pretty hard mm-hmm. leading up to the wedding. Uh, Bunch of Marines. Keith, Keith is a Marine and I might have mentioned on the pod uh, that the Marine Corps birthday, when you're out of the Marines, you're supposed to drink a lot. Um And we went to a brewery for the rehearsal dinner. It was great. Uh, We had a great time. It was good to see everyone. But all the beer was, like, free. So that was... That's the start Mm -hmm. of the catalyst. Uh, Then in Lexington, the only, you know, late-night place is Applebee's, which is open till midnight. And boy, did I get the most intoxicated I have ever been at an Applebee's. (laughs) Um, I kept ordering double makers which is not something you get at an applebee's no but uh i got at least two of them and then we went to waffle house immediately after and the moment i knew i was like past the point of uh you know regular friday night wedding drunk i uh put seven dollars of green day in the jukebox (laughs) which you know was too much for my time at the waffle house um that'll take a minute to play out I know it. I don't remember how long we were there for, but uh, then I woke up at like seven a.m. the next day, and I was like, "Shit, this is terrible. Everything sucks." Um, yeah, I was so so very hungover. Uh, and then my buddy, who was also one of the Marines, um, 
he's a groomsman, and he the the women had to get ready. They had to wake up at six o'clock a.m. to get ready, and we were out and about until one probably at the Waffle House. Um, and uh, one of the groomsmen and his fiance, they're both a bridesman, bridesmaid, and a groomsman, mm-hmm. and they shared a room. And the groomsman uh, got so intoxicated he decided to take a bath. As soon as he got home, for some reason, and wo- she woke up to the entire bedroom flooded. Oh God! He fell asleep in yeah. the tub, and water was everywhere. And then she woke him up, and his immediate like sleepy, drunk wake up reaction is like, "I didn't do this," <laughs> <laughs> which is exactly oh, like be you know, the mindset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they get the maintenance guy, who was pretty chill about it overall, but he, like, had to shop vac the water out of their room until 4 a.m. Oh, my God. And she got two hours of sleep, and then he got, like, four hours of sleep. We were all very hungover. But all this to say, I was like, I got way too drunk last night. But at least I did not flood an entire bedroom. Yeah, that is a bright um, side. Yes, but the wedding was great. We were just all drank a ton of Pedialytes and all that stuff. Uh, and we told, yeah, we were just like, this is the best story. No matter what happens at the wedding, this is the story we tell from 10 years from now. Yep. <laughs> um, so it was great. A uh, really, really good wedding. I just got back. I'm very sleepy, obviously, because of you I'd know, imagine. partying and drinking. How, how far was um, the drive? 90 minutes. Not bad. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, compared to your wedding was eight hours. Yeah. That was quite a drive. Yeah, it was a bit of a hike. And driving across time zones several times. Yes, very confusing wedding. Central, Eastern, <laughs> Central. <laughs> um, but yes, and you start your new job tomorrow. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm excited. You have a, it is you have a brand new haircut to sport. Yeah, a, a little bit more formal than I was anticipating. I told the guy who was cutting my hair, it's like, oh, yeah, I started a new job Monday. And he was like, I see. You probably want to look like a young Republican. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, not quite. <laughs> but I, I mean, really. I, I think you look like, you know, a young Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> what a compliment. <laughs> I hope I look like He's, an old uh, Mitt Romney when I'm old. Well, one day you got to wait to get there. Yeah. Um, all right, we can talk about Loki. I have, uh, I purposely planned this day to have, you know, fun podcasts when I come home all tired, and then David Fincher's brand new movie is on Netflix, so I'm going to watch that immediately after. Mm. Very excited about that. Um, by the way, my, um, uh, captor, my Marvel's review is, on Letterboxd, is at, uh, let's see, 980 likes. Wow, very popular very popular i gave a killer speech this weekend and i have the number seventh most popular review on the marvel's page all right let's go and i guess see uh i guess well yeah if you want to find it i mean i'll read it just because this is uh you know rude to the people in this audio medium but you can read it if you find it Ooh boy, the incels are really going to hate that song, Planet. (laughs) (laughs) 980 likes, baby, and counting. Very true. Um, Yeah, I bet they will. My favorite review, again, it made it to number two, so I'm thrilled, is Marvel made a good girl sleepover movie and you Twitter incels aren't invited. Yeah. Like, that's, that's it. That's the review. Lock it in. That should be number one. So... We're going to talk about Loki, Season 2. Correct? You're, you now yes. look distracted by Letterbox. I'm sorry I opened this can of forms. Yeah, I'm a little distracted by it. I guess there's no way for us to add this to our lists independently of the first one. Are you going to add it twice uh, or what? What do you mean? Loki. Season oh, two. no, we we do Loki 2. We oh, is there, a second, two. is there a separate one? Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, no, in Letterbox, I have ranked it. I kept it as one thing. Okay. So I have averaged the two seasons, and honestly, it didn't really move because I guess I'll just dive right into my review right now. Season two is really fucking good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I will say, I think season one is slightly better. Hmm. Two might have a better rewatch, but the finale of two is maybe the best episode of television I have seen in a long time. Like... 
holy shit that how, yeah okay um we'll get into it um but first i guess we start and you watched both of these just like an hour ago or this morning yeah this morning okay a couple hours ago um so we are discussing episode five and six, uh, science slash fiction and glorious purpose, which is which, also the name uh, of the first episode. The first episode, and I love the, it's it's a perfect bookend. Um, but Marvel Comics with the the logo all plays backwards. Mm. Um, I, I noticed Studios. something was odd about it, but I, I couldn't, I didn't pick on what it was. <laughs> I was just like, huh. You didn't notice everything was moving backwards than it usually does. No, I really a lot didn't. More backwards. Um, okay, well, it happened. Uh, so, yes. All right. Let's start with episode five. Where did we leave off with four? They were all. Oh, he got turned into spaghetti. Yes, um, Kang the Conqueror got turned into spaghetti. Um, and now five is a weird kind of bottle episode in a way, like. Because it immediately, he has to go through the the plot points of five to discover his power that he is a multiversal, omnis- omnipotent being, like a time and space traveler kind mm-hmm. of deal. Um, yeah, these but, last episodes are super focused on Loki specifically, mm-hmm. um, which I think so is much good. so like Sylvie. Yeah, no, for the show called Loki. Yes, I think it's very good. But Sylvie really feels like underutilized this entire season. Yeah, I would say her and B-15 this whole season are like they're present, but they're not doing much. And Sylvie is supposed to do other projects. But I think Loki, like Tom Hiddleston, is kind of done for now like i mean it it ends with him like what where do you go from here like uh now i imagine that he'll he'll appear in whatever the next end game equivalent is yeah something like that Uh, it'll have to be like a a really you know like uh you know like the equivalent role of i don't know i was gonna say the soul stone sequence or something like like he's he's sure someone goes deep into the sauce to do something yeah and he's there and yeah they'll see him holding the you know all the timelines together we're skipping ahead we are god but what a good ending to this show yeah boy Uh, especially when Um, it did like the tree of life yggdrasil thing yep that was sick (laughs) yeah uh (laughs) um all right so let's talk about episode five um episode four ends with the universe exploding um and then Loki is the only one to survive, and he time slips accidentally, I think? Or is it on purpose? Like, he can't do it purposely. Not not at right? this point. So he, like, I don't even know if, yeah, it, it's not even that he survives, it's just that maybe he time slips past to the point yeah. where the explosion happened, and he's in this yes. empty TVA wondering what happens before he starts time slipping again. Yeah. And this, and this yeah, go ahead. This is a weird kind of just bottle episode where he just it's kind of getting the the band back together um kind of deal and they're all in their different timelines like Mobius is a jet ski salesman and Hunter B15 is a doctor. Yeah. Um and Sylvie is that s- sequence where Sylvie is in the record store listening to the record and everything's like melting yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, to Velvet Underground too yes of course and then yeah what what else would you think like if you listen to that of course the walls are gonna melt <laughs> um so he goes back to obi and tries to be like hey explain the timeline stuff like all this x y and z and obi is um, a scientist and a science fiction writer which i actually yes. i really like the way they kind of incorporate storytelling logic into the mechanics of the universe because I feel yeah. like that's such a comic book thing to do. Like, yes. I have said this a billion times on the show, and I stole it from somewhere. But, like, Batman's superpower is being the writer's favorite. Yes. It feels a little correct. like that. Like, acknowledging the kind of metafiction of the comic book is like, uh, you know, he says, maybe how you travel is not through what and how of science, but the why of science yeah. fiction. Sure, sure. Which... Yeah, and the fact that he was a sci-fi writer just works so well. And he gives a great performance all season. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
love that. Uh, and basically, he spends just a long time uh, learning the things that Loki he knows he knows kind of yeah really this whole season is loki just trying to get people to do stuff for him like to save the universe and at the end he's just like fine i'll do it myself yeah kind of deal um so what i mean five is such like a strange bottle episode there's not really anything huge that happens well i mean i think the the theme of it is kind of loki realizing how much he cares about these people because the the first part of it you think he's getting them back together like they give him a mechanical purpose which is that maybe if we get all these people together we can use that to go back to the tva like using their like you know wawa you know hand waving marvel magic of we'll be able to track their code and then that'll use us to time travel so first you think he's getting people together for that reason and then he goes to get sylvie and she basically explains to him it's like maybe you're just getting them all together because you like them and they're your friends and you really and you don't want to be alone yeah that's true that was a really good moment was this no the last episode was the one where they're talking they're having the meaningful conversation in the the pie room. Yes, that was which was a four. really cool backdrop. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Um, but I guess we didn't talk too much about that. Um, so that's an interesting mention about the the friends thing. So he knew at, by the end because he ends up alone, which is uh, I just saw a meme today in season one when uh, he's trapped in the time loop. Um, the portal or whatever that's just Sif uh, kicking him in the balls over and over Mm -hmm. again Um, it ends with her saying you're a loner and you will always be alone kind of deal Mm -hmm. and then you know cut to the end and he's all by himself but he kind of embraces it well yeah and that that's given more power because he admits that he actually does want these friends but that's also kind of what makes his sacrifice meaningful yes but again we'll get to that Um, yeah so the other thing that's kind of interesting and plotty here in that it feels like they just so that I like that sequence where she goes and tries to live in her timeline because I think it's just like cool aesthetically, but it is yeah. kind of a weird choice for her character because she's just like, uh, you're just trying to tear everyone back from their lives, but they deserve to live their life. But it's like, yeah, Sylvie, but if they don't do this, the like everything's going to yeah. be destroyed. <laughs> the like, like, universe was. like maybe it is self serving, but it's also like everyone surfing because otherwise everything collapses yeah um which is a cool kind of paradox or uh a dilemma that they're in but then Um, so then that episode ends with her also joining them and him figuring out how to control his time slipping so again this is just how does it end because he Oh, because the world, everything is, yeah, melting around them and everyone melts. And then he time slips back to the start of that. Yes. Um, which is very cool. Yes. And and it's just, again, like this whole episode, it does serve to advance some plot things, mostly him developing that. But also really what it's advancing is Loki's motivations for why he's doing what he's doing. Like before this episode, he would have characterized what he's doing as I'm trying to save the world. But yeah. the end of it, it's like, I'm trying to save these specific people that I care about, which I think yeah. is the growth that Loki has. So, which is a good segue to, do you think Loki is now the character in the MCU with the best arc? It is. I, I really enjoy it. And I, you know, wish it was in, I wish other characters were having those kind of arcs right now, but I feel like we haven't had well we haven't gotten to the end of those he's been doing it since 2000 and what uh, no 20 shit when did thor come out 2011 or 2012 2010 okay avengers is 2012 so thor or no 2011 it's 2011 because that's the year before avengers and then they do captain america captain america the first avenger like people are spouting all this news about the marvels bombing First Avenger made like 300 million worldwide. Like it was kind of a bomb. Hmm. And people will be like, oh, phase one Marvel. Perfect. I always loved it and always will. The expectations were just so different then. Yeah. Not every yes, movie had to make a billion dollars. Yeah, that is true. They they kind of dug themselves a hole by having tons of billion dollar movies instead of just doing 
Yeah. You know, we- $1 billion movie per year. Yeah, a billion dollars as an expectation is, is crazy for a franchise. I think they just want uh, at least like three times their budget. So I bet they're content with... Although they did move Taika Waititi off Thor, they're going to do Thor 5 and he's not involved. So that movie made nearly $700 million around there. Hmm. Um, so I guess they consider that a failure somehow. $700 million. Or maybe they want to spice things up because Waititi's been doing it for a couple. But Love and Thunder also, you know, it's not as good as uh, Ragnarok. No, definitely not. It did not feel like <laughs> Taika Waititi was as invested in making that movie. As he Correct. was in the first one. So true. Um, okay. Uh, so should we start episode six? Do we have anything else on five? I would just say that I really like not much happens in this episode. Maybe. Yeah. But not like, a ton plot wise. It, it is a bottle episode. It's kind of, it felt like the game of Thrones episode, like right before the white walkers are about to attack. Yeah. And they're all like, hanging out at the wall and they're all like we're gonna die tomorrow probably but let's you know well but party it up but this episode i think without this episode the next episode isn't nearly as good like again you sometimes you just need to focus on your character rather than you know pulling out a magic trick every second to keep the audience entertained so i don't know Mm -hmm. this is i think one of the better episodes this season sure Though. I mean, it's all, it's really all of a, a piece. Though, like we said at the yeah, end of our last episode, it's, it's kind of a series of pairs this epi- this season. Um, yeah. But I really like the way this episode sets up the next episode. You did the right thing too, by like watching, as soon as I finished episode five, I was just like, what the fuck? I have to wait a week to find out. Yeah. Like this is, it's just so five and six are such a pair. Honestly, I mean, like it's almost like a watching a trilogy, these... a trilogy that's come out in the span of a couple of months. Like, cause each pair yeah. gets not quite 90 minutes, probably like 80 minutes. Um, yeah. Cause they, Disney oh, plus is be, so weird about no. how many, how long the credits are. You always feel like you're about to sit down for like an hour long thing. And then you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. There's 10 minutes of credits. There's eight minutes of credits. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, all the, the international voiceover people and everything. Yeah um plus their you know theme book all that stuff with the or their their animated credits with the loki book um opening and closing um all right so episode six yes um glorious purpose as mentioned starts with the marvel intro sequence going backwards um my favorite thing about this episode aside from the very ending which rules so hard um is that the best episode i think in the series is the finale of one i mean now two is kind of in comparison but it's because they're like wow one was so good let's go back to that finale and that's going to be the finale of this one Mm -hmm. um because basically he time slips to the point where he keeps trying to get uh the thing shot out to the loom whatever that is what's that called the temporal loom the the yeah well the fail safe like he's he's well the temporal loom the is the fail safe he's trying to basically expand its capacity um yeah but basically what he realizes after so he spends a century or maybe multiple centuries yes. learning all the science to try to make it possible for them to expand the temporal loom only to discover that there's no amount of expansion is enough because it's going to expand infinitely and you can't have capacity for an infinite amount of things. And, and you also discover that that was by design by he who yeah. remains. Just imagine like centuries of doing the same day over like groundhog day, basically. But also, yeah, I wonder it kind of, he says like, how long is it going to take me to learn this? Surely he didn't learn it all through that last like 10 minute emergency. I assume he, yeah. he just like went back further at some point and just like studied under Obi or something. Oh, sure. I, yeah, no, exactly. It was not the repeated, like all that stuff, uh, repeated sequence of the world, the universe is exploding kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ends up at uh, He Who Remains. 
ha- uh, place. Yeah, that's where he time slips to. Is that the first place he time slips to? Well, when I mean, he realizes that the fail safe can't work. Yes, after he, there's a great sequence where he just like, what if you ran faster? What if yes. we did all this and we'll get you out? Well, there? and, and this this doesn't. sequence like really solidifies that Loki is in a place where he is like super committed to making this work like he he's he refuses to accept any kind of loss which again is like yeah. just again character development like his pursuit of uh i don't know kind of any means necessary brute forcing a solution to this problem again just kind of shows where his arc is at and then he realizes this he can't possibly do it here so he has to go back further and he and Basically, as soon as the timeline started splitting off, there was never a chance that the loom was going to work. So he has to go back to where he who remains was killed because that's when the timelines first started branching off. Yes, which is what he warned them about when uh, he was killed off. Right. Um, Which was also a convenient time for that to happen because that's right before Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Verse, or not Spider-Verse, No Way Home, all that stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you just assume like, oh, timelines are splitting up. Like this is the multiverse now, but it, I guess it's implied that Loki, those movies take place after Loki has kind of figured out the timelines a bit. Maybe, maybe, I mean, you could have a ton of timelines, but not an infinite amount with the temporal loom. But I assume now that Loki's there, you can basically have an infinite amount. Yeah. Which is quite a lot. It is. It's quite a lot. <laughs> quite a bit. Um, so um, then he goes back, and basically Sylvie will not not kill He Who Remains. Yeah. There's no, no way to stop what. her from doing it unless you kill her, yeah. but he also is not willing to kill her. Yes. Which presents another interesting dilemma. Like, this is a really good character season. Yeah. So after like, centuries of learning quantum physics, now he spends who knows how long trying to figure out a way to stop Sylvie without killing her before ending up in a negotiation with He Who Remains. Which is... God, Jonathan Majors is just so good. Yeah. And I really, you know, hope that we get a villain of equal or greater value if uh if the court case does not go uh well for it it's so interesting but. his two performances too because obviously it's the it's two versions of the same character but they're so different i know it's oh god he's so good um and they i guess we'll get to the end but i i think um the, i think they mentioned they filmed two endings like based on the court case like how it was going to go um and i feel like we got option two Maybe, because Renslayer is now in the void or whatever. Yes. She got pruned in five. We probably should have mentioned that. Yes. Um, Well, she got pruned in four. Oh, in four. Okay, so she was gone a while. Yes. Um, It took me a second when they flashed to her in the ending sequence to be like, where is she? Yeah. It's like, where did I leave this character? Yes. She got pruned. And then she sees, like, a purple flash show up, and that's, you know, and then it cuts away from her. I assume we had a whole, like, tiny sequence of Kang showing up in his little time-traveling device that he has in Quantumania, and he's like, get in, we're going to all the other universes, whatever. Well, so Wikipedia Um, actually says that she sees Alioth, which is, like, that um, timeline-eating thing that he used to consume monsters. But I don't know why, I, I don't know how you would know that's what she's seeing. I don't, yeah, I, I think that's just written there for, you know the sake of writing it because it's a purple light alioth is green yeah like, I and know. it's you don't hear any sounds or whatever i really think that they just cut him showing up because purple is unique to kang like that's there's no other things that are purple <laughs> just him um so i think that's what that was that's that's my guess and then based on you know they can call it alioth or whatever if it doesn't work out with kang if they need to rewrite uh, this is um, this is just an observation about both episodes, but it is funny how Mobius is like he plays low key in all of this low key. Like he's he's mild mannered. <laughs> yeah, he's mild mannered is what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is funny how stupid his job is in the real world, like selling jet skis, and then in the TVA, he's like one of the most important figures. Like like he he acts like he's not that big of a deal in the TVA but clearly is is a massive 
figure and keeping it running to all of our fans who are jet ski salesmen (laughs) you have a very important job and society (laughs) would crumble without you (laughs) just like the tva um i just god anytime he who remains is on screen talking to loki like i put that on a loop forever Mm. like that just rules so hard love it um Okay, what else do we have in episode six? So after uh, they... So so He Who Remains basically tells Loki, it's like, you could kill her, and then you would save the loom, which is what he wants, yeah. because he wants to preserve his role at being at the end of time. Uh, and yeah. Loki says, essentially... I mean, he doesn't even say he just does this, but he doesn't kill Sylvie. He chooses instead to destroy the loom, which mm-hmm. starts to kill all these timelines. So it's yes. basically like a, the end of the world scenario. But then using his God powers, he basically saves all of the timelines and becomes mm-hmm. kind of like the human loom or whatever. Like all the timelines are, are, are being, I don't know, kind of passing through him and being uh, yeah. saved by his God magic stuff. Which is what a good sequence of him just running through, grabbing all the the strings and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so well. The visuals are fantastic. And again, his his arc here is just... It's like, it's Tony Stark or Captain America good. Like, it's... Yeah. Really feels full circle. Because you have him as a villain throughout, and then he needs to see himself being a villain in the start of this series to inspire him to be a good guy. Well, and before and... he wanted uh power or whatever because yes. he he was seeking He wanted to be a god. Yeah, well, and he was seeking a glorious purpose or whatever. But then kind of what this is saying is that he finds that like once he has actually found something to care about, like once it became about the people and saving a specific set of people, then he actually was able to you know arise to a glorious purpose but it had to be like a burden rather than a benefit it it couldn't be yes. that he was a king who got all the benefits and luxuries of being a king the he yeah. only uh achieved greatness when it was a you know at a total cost to everything else yeah very well said um uh oh now there's Oh, also, Miss Minutes is back, and then they ask, like, is Miss Minutes safe now? And uh, what's-his-face goes, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, a little menacing. Maybe get another, get, maybe get, like, Mr. Minutes or something. I don't know, a different character who's potentially less uh, likely to murder people. Yep, and then... Maybe so, or cause damage. And the end is just uh, Mobius retiring. Yes, and... Now, the TVA is run through Loki, so Kang does not have access to the TVA. Yes. Um, and Which is good. The TVA... We don't want that. It says here, and I didn't really get this while I was watching it, but it says they are tracking He Who Remains variants. So I guess instead of variants yeah. of everyone else, they're just tracking his variants. Yes. Um, and they said... They mentioned Quantumania. Okay. They're like earth adjacent sector 616 adjacent sector there was a he who remains variant but it cleared itself up gotcha so that was so quantum mania yes I a see. movie that you loved a movie that is good hmm interesting <laughs> um there's no post creds here no but there's got to be which I mean, I you know is very much maybe they're going to do this whenever they effectively uh, end a character's arc, like end game. There was no post credit, right? Yeah. So this is true. the end but, of Loki's arc. Yeah, that's that very well. Could like be. if he shows up again, um, it really I don't think there's much to develop his character. I like I think it'll be more as like a cameo, yeah, cameo. oh shit moment than it'll be. I'm learning you even get, more um, about myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last thing he has to do is he promised Thor right before he dies in Infinity War, the sun will set on us again one day. Yeah. So I really thought Thor was going to have a cameo here, but uh, I guess that didn't come through. Um, what is what is okay. Thor 
what's his arc doing he's like what does he need right. to to complete his so the first trilogy is kind of he's learning how to be king and then he ends up in charge of asgard um and he realizes he doesn't need to be king of asgard he just like it's not a place it's a people mm-hmm. is the line said in the movie hmm. but then he um, he gives that now, up yes because then they change his arc to he's a super uh strong and stunning uh warrior man in infinity war uh with a cool axe and then he's a sad guy with a huge gut in Endgame, and then love and thunder he is getting over being a sad guy but i yeah whatever and he has he has a someone to love now because that was his arc they ended in love and thunder with jane like he was he mourned her like which is mentioned in ragnarok and everything and missed her and all that stuff yeah i'm just trying but, to uh, like so they do have to meet each other again i was just like what is it for thor well they've already done they're they're doing thor five yeah they've they've locked it in um i don't know where you take the plot though oh and he has I guess. he has the the girl the girl yeah he has the daughter or the the niece or whatever so yeah, that's I don't know his I I mean and part of it is just because the Thor franchise has changed hands. I think it was a very clear yeah. line like that first arc of him becoming king and bearing yeah. that weight. Yes. But yep. then One, two, three. I guess watching his people basically be destroyed under his watch leads him Yeah. Maybe this it's, it's him again. learning to take responsibility again because what what's happened in Endgame and in Infinity War is him like Infinity War, he kind of fails, and so then in Endgame, that's why he's so depressed is because he had a purpose, yes. and he essentially failed to live up to it, and now is learning to, uh, yeah, I guess take on that responsibility but I think he again. Was, but, I th- but I think he f- resolved that in Love and Thunder, I think, or maybe he's just on the way to resolving. Like he's now caring for this child. Yeah. yeah so yeah. So that's going to that... just expand again, I suppose. Yeah until he's just on the way to be happier but yeah I've, he's got a weird arc yeah that character but, although loki also has a strange arc that just really works well yeah but i i guess so when we see them interact it'll have to be after thor has retaken some sort of mantle yeah and then they will ha- exchange some really cool lines i imagine loki wisened by so. managing the timelines like he, he's going to be <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that would do to a person. <laughs> I think it just makes you omnipotent. Yeah. Like it, he's he's a god. Um, he's now more god than ever. Um. Okay. What else do we need to discuss? I I haven't done my rating yet. Should I do that? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Um. So this these are the strongest episodes of the series. Overall, I'm going to give it... What did I give Loki 1? I'm going to give it like a step below Loki 1. Uh, so I gave Loki 5.75. I'm going to give this, let's say, a 5.5. So dragging it down. Uh, and what about you, Jordan? Yeah, I was trying to pull up my list. You gave Loki... A 5.25 season one do you think this what do you think of season two in comparison to season one i guess we haven't really talked about that on your end i think i like it more but i, oh, I really? haven't you've rewatched the first season so you have a i i've only watched it that one time so it might just be recency have, bias that i saw this yeah i have seen season one three times now so Loki, that's crazy. Loki's already, it's number four on my list. So it's really up oh, there. Wow. I think it's probably going yeah. to stay. I, I think maybe we don't need to treat it separately. I don't know. I, I, it's maybe not about what we think of Loki. It's maybe how we want to do this going forward. Because other shows might yeah. not be as consistent. But I would say this one is yeah. going to e- end up either right above or right below season mm-hmm. one of Loki. I think for now I'm going to put it above it. Um, okay. Probably still a five point two five. It's oh same. Pretty rate. close to getting a five point five. What did I give Endgame? Uh, you gave Avengers Endgame five point five. Hmm. 
Yeah, maybe I'll give this a 5.5 too. So it'll enjoy Whoa. it'll join my top echelon. Yeah, it's my top 4. So it's my Rushmore is uh <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming, WandaVision, Endgame and Loki season 2. Wow, what a lineup. Yeah. Two um, two Disney Plus shows, which is crazy given the tr- like general track record which- of these shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have not agreed on a project s- like uh, since uh, Black Panther one. Wow, as as of the new ranks giving uh, this year, we have been off by point zero eight was the closest, and that's Werewolf by Night. That's a pretty close percentage. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that that makes sense. But we're usually off by at least entire numbers. Um, wow, five point five. What a television program! What an ending for such a character. It really was good, and I think and, you know me being famously a defender of Thor: The Dark World is paying off yeah. a little bit. Like my affinity yes. for this franchise in general is partially for Absolutely. Thor, but it's also because of Loki. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, Tom Hiddleston has been one of the greats since the the start. And he was so good. They're like, be the villain in Avengers. And then kept coming back in Thor. Then they gave him his own show. Just really stellar stuff. Um, All right. So now that there's one movie next year, and it's Deadpool 3, and it's, you know, the TVA tracking down Deadpool, who's messing with the timelines, um... What do you what do we think like about all the Kang stuff? Like how's that going to play out? Well, I mean, this show delivers on what the promise of what Kang could be. Like the the yeah. conversations between Loki and Kang, how Kang is just kind of always that one step ahead makes yeah. him such a good villain. Like and and yes. it feels like and and Loki sets up the possibility that he can be defeated because as long as the loom remains, there's no way. Like time is is, yeah. is the scope of the possibilities are limited, and he's always going to win, and he's always going to be he who remains. But Loki has mm-hmm. opened the door to the small chance that someone can beat him, and it's it's very similar to that Infinity War moment with Doctor Strange, where it's like I've seen 14 million chances yeah. and only one succeeds. It's that again, except for now it's infinite, which is quite a yeah. bit bigger than <laughs> 15 seen- million. <laughs> infinity timelines yeah. um he really does kind of have a doctor strange arc in this because the same thing with uh dormammu he just repeats time over and over mm-hmm. again to get murdered and all that uh loki is has become somewhat of a martyr yeah in the vein that doctor strange has an omnipotent martyr yeah but almost uh even more so because he is at the end he really doesn't get to leave he he is locked in there yeah. forever yeah, Doctor Strange is free. Yeah, would you do that to save the universe? Totally. <laughs> I, I'd be I'd <laughs> wow. be super chill about it. <laughs> Brave man, brave man, peoples. I don't think anyone's ever going to put uh, me to it, so I can pretty confidently say yeah. What if you have to? Like, what if that's you go to work tomorrow and that's job one? Oh, jeez. Go in this closet and hold all the timelines together <laughs> for how long? And they say an eternity. Dang. <laughs> Can I go home for dinner? <laughs> uh, Our HelloFresh yeah, box came today. Full. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you'd be a bad Loki. I'm I'm just looking at my rankings right now. It's very. Uh, it is interesting. There's not a lot of recent properties at the top, except for this one, which is right up there. Yeah, it's top four. Uh, you know, there uh, are a handful. Multiverse of Madness is up there. Wakanda Forever is up there. Multiverse of Madness uh, was up there for me. I, it moved up on a recent rewatch. Um, where did I put it? I think it's at number seven. It is at number seven, which is that's where mine huge. is. We're tied. Do you put? Where'd you put No Way Home? Uh oh yeah, it's it's ten. Okay, so my, that's my number four. So, how many Infinity Saga things do you, or sorry, non-Infinity Saga things, Multiverse Saga things do you have in the top ten? WandaVision, Loki, Multiverse, 
Wakanda and No Way Home. That's more than I expected. So that's five. Yeah, so five. yeah it's half. Half. Wow. There you go. Maybe maybe it's not as uh, dire as it seems. No, I've never said it was. But dire. also, I don't think it's dire. At maybe all. where you maybe where they're missing dire. is the middle. I don't know because I also feel like at the bottom I've got uh, Secret Invasion, Quantum Mania, Black Widow is kind of What's... a movie out of time, but <laughs> Moon Knight, the Marvels, they're all kind of in the bottom ten. But yeah, so is the Hulk and Iron not... Man too, and Age of Ultron. Yeah. So my top ten, I have No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, WandaVision, Guardians 3 in the top ten. So I have less than you. I have four and you have five. And then my bottom ten, I have in the Multiverse Saga... Um, Werewolf by Night, Black Widow, Marvels. That's it. So just three in the bottom for me. Uh, so a lot of mine are pretty mid, I I think. Yeah, uh, I, that would be my guess. It is an interesting, interesting time. But like I said, this this show is one of the Killed one it. of the hopes that they are going to get it all back together again. They will. They always do. Yeah. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up. I know. When do you want to do that? Hmm. Right now? Yep. Let's just go ahead and launch into it. <laughs> just run it back. Run back the I episodes. Would just, yeah. We'll do it at the end of November, beginning of December, I'd say. Okay. Last time we did it around like mid-December, which I think was slightly too late. Yeah. But uh yeah, we should uh I'm I'm excited to see what shifts around cuz my a lot of mine have moved around already this year on my rewatch. Yeah. It's just when you put them into perspective by watching them, like it's interesting to see some movies have other things. Like I think Guardians 3 is now higher up than Guardians 1 and Guardians 1 might have slipped a bit because I'm like, "Oh, I already have Guardians 3 up here. What do I need 1 for?" Mm. Three has all the things I like about one and more. I still um, think you know it, there's something to that. That would actually be interesting as a comparison between our twos. Like I, th- I feel like you value the end of these more, and I have a lot of first. Like you know, Homecoming is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Interesting, but I don't know if that's yeah, if there's any if that's true across the board. Because Doctor Strange, I like the sequel better. Wakanda Forever, I like the sequel yeah. better. Agreed. I have Iron Double Man 3 agreed. over Iron Man. Uh, yeah, Barely, I go though. back and forth. Those are basically yeah, tied. They're very close. Very close. I would say the same. Aren't you happy you have a letterbox now that you can just do this on your phone? It is pretty convenient. It there. I'm trying to figure out what the line is because looking at some of these, I'm kind of like, ooh, I'd like to rewatch that. That kind of, I haven't seen yeah. that in a minute and I'd actually enjoy seeing it again. But then as I scroll at some point, I'm like, I don't really ever want to rewatch this movie. <laughs> well, the, the birthday live app is nine months from now. So you got to get a new list of movies and prop projects that you're going to rewatch. It won't be Moon Knight and Secret Invasion. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, yeah, not this year, but that's what you said about Incredible Hulk, and you ended up rewatching that. Yeah, it's still at the very bottom. I, I wonder if I think I'm gonna move it above Ant Man and the Wasp after my next viewing. I don't know. Every time I get to Ant Man and the Wasp, it's such a burden. Yeah, I don't know what it is about. I mean, I do know what it is, but God damn, it is it is a slog to get through. Yeah, I mean, right now I have Hulk below, but if you were to really ask me, do I want to sit down and watch Ant-Man and the Wasp or The Incredible Hulk? I'd really, what I'd really do is ask for more options. (laughs) Why are we being (laughs) so limited? Similar to the Marvels, like, I think that's going to be one that I rewatch like Incredible Hulk, where I'm like, this is so close to being a movie, but it's missing some stuff. Yeah. What is at what, and I'm going to study for the next 90 minutes what it's missing. Um, so now that the two lowest rated and received movies are 
under two hours, do you think Marvel's going to be like, now they all need to be over two hours? I hope not. Jordan will never get his short movie again? I hope not, because I think that was one of the things I liked about the Marvels. Yeah, but if it was good, you'd want it to be longer. No. <laughs> I just like a, a concise, well-told story. Like, I, I think uh, 90 minutes to just below two hours, I never look at my watch in a movie. If it's two and a half hours, I know there's going to be some point where I look down and be like, how much longer do I have in this? Like, even though I think uh, Oppenheimer was good, I did look at my watch yeah. during it, even though, like, the pace of it, it keeps chugging along. But even then, it's just it's oh, long yeah. enough that I'm like, okay, how long do I have left in this really theater? I'm not, yeah, bothered by it when the movie's good, personally. I'm just too ADD. But, yeah, I guess uh, that is what separates me from you. Just the ADD. Everything else, <laughs> same person identical um anything else to say about loki or uh i guess we got ranksgiving coming up that's that's the next uh episode we're doing we have uh aside we got ranksgiving christmas episode the know it doesies um and then we have echo in january and deadpool in july and uh there's two other shows but they keep moving around so i think agatha house of harkness or the agatha spinoff is coming out in the summer um and then there's another show but i don't know if they've locked it in yet when do you start uh, for your fall. next rewatch so i just rewatched what am i oh i'm rewatching she hulk right now which is delightful mm. and i am very excited to i i remember we both agreed like the middle was kind of just uh slow yeah. um but i'm rewatching the first three are so good and now i'm rewatching it in this you know fast sequence where i don't have to wait week to mm-hmm. week and i think i might like it better as a result at the end but we're gonna see um she hulk is great uh and then so i have like three movies to catch up three or four so my my next rewatch will probably start around january 1st Gotcha. Because I just feel like next year is going to be a little empty, so we might do some... I don't know. I, I kind of think it'd be interesting to do more recap episodes. Like, yeah. I, I haven't I'm... gone through... Like, some of these movies I have not seen in a long time, so... I mean, that's kind of what Ranksgiving's yeah. for, but I'm not really going to have time to do any of that before Ranksgiving, so... We'll... That's what the birthday live app is that's for. That's true. Jordan rewatches Marvel. That's true. I'm sure there'll be plenty of um, movies to co- talk about in the coming year anyway. Well, so next year we also have, like, the fake Marvel movies. We have Madam Web, which looks... Madam Web? They're all Sony movies. Okay. Yeah, Madam Web is Dakota Johnson, the Fifty Shades of Grey Woman, is Doctor Strange of the Spider-Verse. So she sits in a web and sees all the web timelines of all the spider people. Huh. Uh, and they thought they would give her a movie. Um, and in it, Sydney Sweeney plays Spider Woman. And their goal, I think the plot of the movie is to get... Um, Adam Scott plays uh, Peter Parker's father, I think. Hmm. And they're trying to kill him before, like, Terminator style. He would have been a good Peter Parker. Uh, before he... Well, that's why he's playing the father. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, I think he said, like, on a live comedy Bang Bang episode that I was listening to the other day, they asked, like, it was Madam Web good? And he's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that, so that's pretty damning. Uh, um, and then we But have he really likes Craven. films, not so much movies. I know. Correct. He loves films, like, uh, by Scorsese. Yeah. Stuff. But, he, I mean, he likes a bag of popcorn, too. You know, just like a, like a good <laughs> popcorn flick. Oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we're doing other people's bits on our own <laughs> podcast. You are tired. I this is I can't imagine so an sleepy. episode where I'm more I'm so excited tired. about a Marvel property and you're still this tired. I know. <laughs> I'm so tired. But I mean I loved yeah. it. I loved Loki. Like what else can I talk about? This is this has gotta uh, be uh one of the few times where my hype eclipses yours. Because I think I come off super glowing yeah. in this episode. And you're you're obviously yeah. a huge fan, but you also gave it a five and a half. Yeah. 
It's great. We we both agree. I just am expressing that in a different in manner a today. Manner. And I am very tired. Understand? Yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, do you remember how tired you were on your wedding uh, day after? <laughs> yes, very. Or week? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was borderline exactly. comatose, but it was tough because then I had to take the bar in nine days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does make it difficult. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have to watch a David Fincher movie. That's it's not you know, nothing. It's similar. It's, it's not nothing. I honestly might have to take a nap. I was just going to go to bed at nine thirty, yeah. and it was going to be and sleep for twelve hours. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to make it to nine thirty. It's pretty late. All right. All right. Well, let's call it so Pretty you can sleepy. you can rest up. Okay, I'm gonna try and watch this Fincher movie. I think we said everything we need to say. Oh, I watched Hell House LLC, by the way. But we can just we can just oh, drop that. Oh, what do you teaser. think? Let's <laughs> okay. talk. Uh, I thought it was really good. It, it was. Yeah. It was. I watched you... it like right before Halloween. I forgot to mention it on the last episode. Yeah. But it was uh, the perfect vibe. I told for you a, about it, though, right? Yes. For for a okay, Halloween yeah. watch. Yeah. No. And the. So two is okay. Hell House LLC two is actually like good until the last ten minutes, and then they introduce this insane lore that is dumb and doesn't make sense, and it kind of ruins it a little bit. Um, three is just bad, and then four is a prequel. Uh, well, I guess also kind of simultaneously a sequel to the first one. Mm-hmm. Like it's happening different in. I think the first one has happened, but it is it tells like the origin of the stuff that led to the first one kind mm. of deal. Um, it's very good. It is nearly as good as the first, so I would recommend watching that one. And you don't really need to rewatch or watch two and three to enjoy four. Is there much found footage stuff coming out? I feel like there is. I feel like no, horror movies. This is horror movies have gone to this A twenty four static camera stuff. Yeah. I guess I don't really know what Bloom house is up to is that the other one yeah 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 they're i mean they're not doing found footage found footage definitely was like in early 2000s and paranormal activity carried Mm. it on to i haven't seen i mean unfriended is like the last big one i think which is where it's all on the facebook like the the whole movie takes place on a screen um well, I guess all movies take place on a but screen. like a computer but you know screen, what I'm yeah, about. a laptop screen. Yeah. I do like like how horror movies track technological progress. Like the reason found footage movies were so big is because all of a sudden people had consumer cameras. Like there were more available, so uh, mm-hmm. you know that people then use that technology to tell a scary story. And then the same thing with that unfriended movie. I I don't know how good that movie is at all, but. It's, uh, it's as fine. more of us are living through like you know those kind of uh, web browser whatever it makes sense to tell a story yeah. there because that's where more of our anxieties live sure uh, that is a uh, well said wow you really are firing on all cylinders today <laughs> and I am firing on none <laughs> you, you're really carrying this episode um, god I'm so tired. All right. Well, let's just say that so, Marvel sucked today. It was really bad. No, it was great. I loved it, though. Boo, Marvel. What a terrible so franchise. Got, all right. What do you think? Let's... Uh, oh. Um, what? Well, so, so we have Madam Web, which you definitely want to see or no? No. Like, is that a, a definite yes? Okay. What about Craven the Hunter, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, who was Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, your favorite uh and it's rated R. i think my general rule for dc stuff is if no it's it's sony marvel it's probably a step down from dc stuff for any non-marvel stuff is it has to be yeah. some like the critical reception has to be good enough I, i'm not going to okay. go see any you know 65 on rotten tomatoes superhero movie that's not marvel <laughs> fair um and venom 3 comes out in november i believe yeah you want to see the end of the Venom trilogy? No. You know what movie I do want to see, though? Is that one oh. that has... Uh, oh, who's that actor? That old... It's like this movie about an old guy who's at like a boarding school over Christmas. Oh, yeah. The whole Yes. Numbers. That's what I yeah. want to see. Yeah. I'm going to watch that this Not week. just that movie, but I want so. to see more movies like that movie. Small stories. But you haven't... But you haven't seen it. How do you know that? How do you know that you want to see uh, it? Even if it's bad, I still want to see more movies in that style. 
just Christmas movies? No, just small movies. Small casts. Characters. Hmm. Bottle episodes. And just three people. Yeah. So if there's a Marvel movie with three characters in it, like, will you automatically love it? Probably. I mean, I feel like that's why I like wow. Iron Man 3. That's the closest you get to that. And then he has a billion suits. <laughs> but... He has so many suits. I don't know. There are a lot of characters in three. Well, but it's quieter. It's more. It's more focused on Tony, I guess. It, it it's is, if yes, you compare it to Iron Man true. two, there is less. Uh, well, they have to introduce the Avengers in Iron Man two. Black Widow is yeah. in it. War Machine. Brody gets a suit. All this. All this stuff. All right, let's get out of here. I've been all Jordan right, Peoples, been and Marvel has sucked. More. God damn. I'm. I am Cade Weiberg, and I'm going to sleep. (laughs) 